0: Hello there. Welcome to another Life Transforming Sermon with Dr. Dazue Tachero. Hallelujah. Back to the book of Philippians. I want to thank God for Pastor Mary. She did an awesome job in the afternoon and she was talking about grace. I still want to go to verse one because I feel like I'm not done with verse one. Remember, we are praying the book of Philippians. We are praying the book of Philippians and I want to encourage you to read the book of Philippians. I want to encourage everybody under the sound of my voice. If you can hear me, please read the book of Philippians because this entire period of prayer and fasting, we're going to delve deeper in the book of Philippians and pray as God is directing us. Remember, I told you, that is powerful when you pray scriptures. It's powerful when you just allow the word of God to lead you. Whatever the word of God says, that's what we're going to pray. We're not trying to edit the word of God. We're not trying to make it suit ourselves. We're not trying to make the word of God say what we want it to say. We just allow the word of God to lead us on this prayer journey. If it says repent, we we'll repent. If it says pray, we we'll pray. If it says give, we we'll give. If it says do this, we we'll do this. So we're not going to manipulate the word of God. We're just going to flow with what God is saying in his word here. Of course, we're going to have deeper so that we can have a deeper understanding of every scripture, of every verse, which will inform our prayer points. So verse one, the Bible says Paul and Timothy, in the morning we talked about, you know, having a great relationship. Paul and Timothy were in a great spiritual relationship that brought a lot of benefits in their lives and we pray that we may have a great relationship. And the Bible says, born servants of Jesus Christ, and I'm going to stop there. Every word and every letter in the Bible is very, very important. Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Jesus Christ. Today, I want us to look at what it means to be a bond servant. The Bible mentions Paul and Timothy as bond servants. It's good to see you, George Higgins. The Bible mentions um, uh, Paul and Timothy as bond servants of Jesus Christ. So, there is a reason why. That word has been put in that verse. There is a reason why God wants us to see Paul and uh, Paul and Timothy as born servants of Jesus Christ. You see, many of us, especially in our generation today, we don't like the idea or the concept of, you know, servanthood. It goes against our independent, selfish, and rebellious nature. We don't want to be servants. In fact, many people repel servanthood. We want to be rulers, not servants. We want to be bosses and not servants. We want to be, you know, bosses with an inflated ego, throwing our weight around. We should be the ones telling people what to do, and we don't want to be told what to do. We want to behave like semi, semi-gods. We are the ones, you know, telling people, go here, come here, do this, do this. But we don't want to be servants. You know, that word servant is not very palatable to our generation today. You know, that idea, that concept of father, uh, of servanthood rather, it is not very, um, not very tantalizing, you know, to our test today. We don't like it. We don't want it. We reject it. We repel it. People don't want to be servants. Yet servanthood is a very, very important, you know, principle in God's word. Paul and Timothy were born servants of Jesus Christ. And this is a very, very strong word. I wanna take you deeper to understand what this word means. Now the word bond servant comes from the Greek word doulos. And it means the following. It means a servant or a slave. This is somebody who is serving another. This is somebody who has laid down his agenda to serve another. This is someone who has laid down his agenda to fulfill the agenda of someone. So he's almost like a slave. He's bound to this person. He's connected to this person and he's at the service of this person. He's a bond servant. He is bonded to this person. He's glued to this person. He's connected to this person and his ultimate desire, his greatest joy is to see that the will and the purpose of this person is fulfilled. So when the Bible calls, you know, Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Jesus Christ, it simply means that they are slaves of Christ, they are servants of Christ, and they are bound to Christ, they are committed to Christ, they are wholeheartedly given to Christ, sold out to Christ, not to fulfill their own agenda, but to fulfill the agenda of Jesus Christ. They are given to Christ wholeheartedly. They are people who have submitted their will to the will of Christ. These are people Who have submitted their agenda to fulfill the agenda of Christ? These are people who have laid down their lives totally to fulfill God's agenda over their lives. So I'm going to give you four things that will help you understand who a bond servant is, and then we are going to pray. Number one, who is a bond servant? A bond servant, number one, is a permanent servant of Jesus Christ. A bond servant of Jesus Christ is a Permanent servant of Jesus Christ. You see, when God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, he reminded them that they had been redeemed from slavery. And he told them that make sure that if you have any slave, you are not supposed to mistreat that slave. Because he was telling them, you know what it fears to be a slave. And so he told them, make sure that you don't mistreat any slave or any servant who is among you." But also he made a provision for the slaves. Because there are some slaves, after working for their masters, they fell in love with that homestead. They fell in love with the master because the master was so good, the master was so kind, the master was generous, the master was there for them. And so they decided, look, I know there is a law, because God told they're Israelites. After seven years, you're supposed to release a slave that you have or a servant that you have so that he can be free to go and live his life. But there were slaves who were so in love with their masters and they said, no, me, I don't feel like I should leave my master. My master has been good to me. My master has taken care of me. My master has, you know, you know, made me, you know, prosperous. My master has been kind to me. And so they felt that they should not leave their master. So there was a law. There was a provision that was made for such slaves you see when that master developed a love relationship between him or herself with the master then a provision was made for the temporary servant to become a permanent servant in that home so what did they used to do they used to take an oath and they pierced the earlobe of the of 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 the of, of the slave you know to uh, uh, to the door the door that belongs you know to the master and it was a symbol that the servant will never leave that homestead forever. The servant who was, who was a temporal servant or the slave who was a temporal slave became a permanent servant or a permanent slave in that particular home. You can look, uh, look it up in Deuteronomy chapter 15 from verse uh, 15 to verse 17. So when the Bible talks about Paul and Timothy being born servants of Jesus Christ, it simply means that they became permanent servants of Jesus Christ. They were no longer temporal servants in the vineyard of God. They became permanent servants in the kingdom of God. Permanent servants of Jesus Christ in his kingdom. You see, ladies and gentlemen, we need to become bond servants of Jesus Christ who are permanent servants in the Lord's vineyard. Some of you can remember some of the guys, you know, that you started serving God with, maybe in the praise and worship or ushering or deacon board or or, or or outreach or in the children's ministry or in the youth ministry. And you can remember some of the people that you're serving God with, and most of them are no longer serving God. It's like they shipped out. It's like they dropped off. You know, they backslid and they stopped serving God. I remember some people we used to serve God with. We used to go for crusades together with, you know, we, need, we used to do conferences together. You know, we were always together serving God. But most of them are not in the ministry today. They were not permanent born servants of Jesus Christ. Along the way, they fizzled out. You see, a born servant of Jesus Christ is not a temporal servant. In the kingdom of God. He is a permanent servant of Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. And I pray tonight that you will purpose to become a permanent bond servant of Jesus Christ in his vineyard. That you will not fizzle out, you will not drop off, you will not get discouraged and decide that you are stepping down. Have you had people say, I'm stepping down, I am leaving this thing to do with ministry, I will not serve anymore, I will not sing anymore, I will not usher anymore? You know, you will not be like those people. We are not among those who draw back and to perdition. We are bond servants of Jesus Christ. We are permanent servants in the kingdom of God, in the vineyard of the Lord. We will serve in good times and we will serve in bad times. We will serve when we feel like and we will serve when we don't feel like. We will serve when we are sick and we will serve when we are healthy. We will serve when there is money in our pocket and we will serve when there is no money in our pocket because we are permanent, bond servants of Jesus Christ. I wish somebody can shout amen right there. We will not give up. And you can see that in churches today, we have a lot of casualties of serving. of, of serving. We have a lot of casualty, casualties of servanthood. People who started serving, and along the way, they were hurt. Along the way, something happened. They had strained relationships in their departments, in their teams, and they becomes, they became so hurt. They became so heartbroken, and they decided to resign, to step down. and and not to serve anymore. A bond servant of Jesus Christ, no matter what happens, they will still be there. They will keep on serving. They will remain faithful. You will find them at their workstation, diligently serving God. You will find them at the place where God wants them to function from and they will be there year in, year out. They will be there come rain or sunshine. They will be there when they have a job or when they don't have a job. They will be there whether they are married or they are not married. They will be there whether they have kids or they don't have Kids, they will be there whether they have uh, they have a job that is working or a business that is working or a business that is not working. They will be there no matter what happens in sickness and in health. They will be there permanently serving God because they realize that they are born servants of Jesus Christ. I pray for you tonight that you become a bond servant of Jesus Christ. You become like Paul. You become like Timothy. You will be a bond servant of Jesus Christ. You will not be a fair-weather servant. You will not be a fair-weather leader. You will not be a fair-weather minister in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. You will be a permanent-born servant of Jesus Christ, serving him in the morning, serving him during the day, serving him at night. No matter what time you are called upon to serve, it will not be an inconvenience to you. You will take your place. You will rise to the occasion and serve God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all the diligence that you've got inside of you hallelujah the bible says in jeremiah chapter 48 and verse 10 i'm gonna read it from the new living translation of the bible jeremiah chapter 48 and verse 10 the bible says cursed are those who refuse to do the lord's work look at that cursed are those who refuse to do the lord's work who hold back their swords from shedding blood so there is a curse on fair weather servants. There is a curse on people who refuse to serve God. And there are many Christians who don't know that they are actually operating under a curse because they have refused to serve God. God has anointed them. God has gifted them. God has invested so much in them, but they have refused to use the spiritual endowments that they have received from God to serve him. They are always having excuses. They are always having flimsy excuses as to why they should not serve, as to why they cannot serve. They have a sword that God has given unto them, but instead of using their sword, they are holding back their sword from shedding blood. The Bible says, "Cast are those who refuse to do the Lord's work. I pray that you will not refuse to do the Lord's work. You will be available. You will be on time. You will be there and you will do the Lord's work. Whatever he commands you to do, you will do it. Wherever he commands you to go, you will go. Whatever he impresses upon your heart to accomplish, you will do it in the name of Jesus. The year 2024, we are not going to have spectators in the house of God. This year 2024 2024 is our churches are not going to be full of spectators, people who are just watching things happen. The year 2024, our churches are going to be filled by bound servants and permanent servants of Jesus Christ, men and women who will serve in good times and in bad times, men and women who will serve whether they are inconvenienced or not, men and women who will serve. Come rain or sunshine in the name of Jesus. Nothing will stand in their way. No obstacle will stand in their way. No hurdle will stand in their way. Nobody will stand in their way. When it comes to serving God, they will serve Him with all their heart. They will serve Him diligently. They will not hold back because they know that there is a curse upon those who refuse to serve God. I pray for you today that may you remove that curse from your life. Maybe you are here, you've been dragging your feet. You have been slothful in God's business. You have been very, very lazy when it comes to, you know, serving God. I pray for you and I challenge you today. May you remove that curse from your life. May you break that curse off your life and begin to serve God wholeheartedly. Remove that curse from your house. Remove that curse, you know, from your life right now and begin to serve God so that that curse may not come upon you in the name of Jesus. I prophesy you will be a permanent servant. You will be a permanent servant after five years when we come to the church we will find you serving. After 10 years, when we come to the church, we will find you still serving God. After 20 years, when we come to the church, we will still find you serving God. You will not allow wounds. You will not allow anyone. You will not allow any spirit. You will not allow any devil to discourage you from serving. You will not withdraw and withhold your sword from doing the work of the Lord. No matter what you go through, no matter what you face, no matter where you are in life, you will still serve. Serve God in the name of Jesus, because you remember that you are a bond servant of Jesus Christ, and a bond servant is a permanent worker in God's vineyard. Can somebody shout "Amen" in this house? Woo, glory to God. Number two, who is a bond servant of Jesus Christ? A bond servant of Jesus Christ is a yoked servant of Jesus Christ. This is a servant that is yoked together with Jesus Christ. You see, yokes were used in the olden days to actually bind two animals together, or three or four animals together, for effective tilling of the ground. You know, I was just studying this, and I realized that they used to put less experienced animals with more experienced animals together in the same yoke, so that the less experienced can find mentorship from the, you know, more experienced animals. Can you imagine? Sometimes they could even put older animals with younger animals because younger animals could expand their energies faster. So they could put them together so that the older animals can teach the younger animals to pace themselves because they are going to till the ground for the whole day. So when you are yoked, it simply means that you become one with the person that you've been yoked with. That's what the Bible tells us we should not be yoked with unbelievers. Because when you are yoked with an unbeliever, you become one with that unbeliever. Whatever that unbeliever subscribes to, you will find yourself subscribing to the same. Where that unbeliever goes, you will find yourself there. How that unbeliever thinks, you'll find yourself thinking the same way. So we need to be yoked with Christ. A bond servant is someone that has been yoked with Jesus Christ. You have been glued with Jesus Christ. You have been bonded with Jesus. Christ, you and Jesus Christ have become one, ladies and gentlemen. If we are not yoked with Jesus Christ, there are many other yokes that we'll find ourselves under. This world is full of many, many yokes. Let me just mention some of them. We have yokes of addiction. That's where we see people who are addicted, it becomes very difficult for them to break out of those yokes of addiction. It takes a lot, it takes a lot to pull somebody out of a yoke of addiction. For example, if somebody is addicted to liquor addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs or addicted to 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 some substance, it becomes very difficult to be able to pull them out of that yoke because the yoke has has bonded that person with that thing. And it's like, that person cannot survive with that thing. He cannot survive without, you know, alcohol. He cannot survive without that drug. He cannot survive without that substance. So it's like, he depends on that thing for him to function well. He depends on that thing for him to think straight. That is how powerful yokes are. There's another yoke, and this is the yoke of perversion. Eh? Perversion is wide. There's sexual perversion. Where, you know, even some things we cannot even say here. That people do. And you can find somebody who is so deep in perversion. And it takes a lot to break free from that kind of lifestyle. We have the yoke of deception. This is another terrible yoke where somebody thinks he's right, but when you listen to them, you can tell this person is lost. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and he's talking to you and you can tell that this person is lost, this person is so deceived because of what they are saying. It is a yoke. And sometimes the yoke of deception is so strong you know, in the lives of people. And you see the yoke of deception targets, targets those who have the truth, who know the truth. That's why you have to be very careful. You have to really cling to the truth and believe in the truth because the yoke of deception is around the corner, is lurking around you, and the devil is using that to deceive so many people. I have seen people who have been deceived from the truth. They were, vi- they were vibrant in the truth. They loved the truth. They were champions of the truth. They were committed to the truth. But along the way, something happened and the yoke of deception was thrown over their neck. And when you listen to them, you can tell that they are lost. We have seen preachers who perpetuate deception. We have seen preachers who have lost it. We have seen preachers who have lost the way because of the yoke of deception upon their lives. And they are perpetuating lies and deceiving people with lies because of the yoke of deception and when you have this yoke around you let me tell you unless the light shines in your life you will go deeper and deeper in deception that's why we find people in secret societies we find people in cults and occultic programs we find people deceived they have left the way and how they think how they talk how they dress how they behave How they conduct themselves, you can tell that this person is living in deception. We have the yoke of poverty and backwardness where you have this person, no matter what he tries, poverty is around him. Poverty has, you know, like put his hand on his neck. The guy cannot breathe. The family cannot breathe. It's a yoke of poverty and it has rested on them and stayed on them. You know, for many years, it's like a vicious cycle in their life. It's a yoke of poverty. That's what we have to really be yoked with Jesus Christ so that these yokes can be broken in the name of Jesus. If there is a yoke of poverty in your lineage, in your family, this, mo- this evening as we pray, I pray that may that yoke be broken in the name of Jesus. I am telling you, you can go to an area and see poverty. You can go to a family and smell poverty. You can go to a geographical location and all you see is poverty. Nobody has made it in that area. Nobody has been educated that area businesses are not doing well in that area families are not doing well in that area if they point to a rich person in that area you can see that the rich person is rich by their standards but he's poor by your standards there are areas you go and you can see the yoke of poverty People are not going to school. Families are broken. Nobody is successful. There is no even any beautiful house in that particular place. No child has gone beyond class eight or even class six. I mean, you you, you just see poverty. You smell poverty. It's a yoke and you have to break out of that yoke. In the name of Jesus, I declare over your life, you will never be poor. In Jesus' name, you will not succumb to the yoke of poverty. In Jesus' name, it will not hold you. Hostage in any way in the name of Jesus, break out of it, come out of it, and be free in the name of Jesus. Then we have the yoke of sin. All these are yokes. That's where we must we must be yoked with Jesus Christ. A bond servant is yoked with Jesus Christ. There is another yoke upon the life of a bond servant, and that is the yoke. Of Jesus Christ. And that is the only yoke that we are supposed to have. You're supposed to have the yoke of Jesus Christ around you. You are bonded with Christ. We, are You are connected with Christ. You are joined to Christ. You and Christ have become one. Listen to what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 29. The Bible says, come to me. These are the words of Jesus. He says, come to me All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, upon you, and learn from me. I am gentle and heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. Jesus is inviting us into his yoke. Jesus is inviting you into his yoke. And he's saying, I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come. My yoke, take upon yourselves my yoke. My yoke is easy. My yoke will introduce rest in your life. My yoke will bring blessings and peace and joy in your life. That is what Jesus is telling us today. So a bond servant has the yoke of Christ you know, around his life. And this yoke introduces blessings, introduces peace, introduces rest, introduces joy, introduces progress, introduces wealth, introduces health, introduces clarity of mind, introduces prosperity and progress in their lives in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I pray that the yoke of Christ will introduce good things in your life in Jesus' name. When you put on this yoke, (laughs) all right. <laughs> Excuse me. the blessings of God will come upon you. The goodness of God will surround you. The prosperity that we see in the Bible will begin to manifest in your life in a greater way in the name of Jesus. May you be yoked with Christ tonight. May you be yoked with Jesus Christ tonight. Hallelujah. I'm speaking to every born servant of Jesus Christ right here. May you be yoked with Christ tonight in the name of Jesus. May you become one with Jesus Christ tonight that you may experience rest, Rest from your labors. Rest from your struggles. Rest from your frustrations. Rest from your retrogression. Rest from poverty. Rest from sicknesses and disease. I pray that today, may you take on the yoke of Jesus Christ and become one with him. As you take on this yoke, may the blessings that are in Christ, may the goodness that is in Christ, may the favor that is in Christ, may all the good things that are in Christ begin to flow in your life right now. Fruitfulness multiplication, joy, peace, progress in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, as you take on the yoke of Jesus Christ, may you begin to experience all that Jesus embodies, all that Jesus represents. May it become a reality in your life tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Are you receiving the blessing? Are you receiving the blessing right now? Are you receiving the blessing right now? Are you receiving what I'm saying? Are you receiving the words that are coming out of my mouth right now? I'm prophesying over your life and I'm speaking great things over your life. May the yoke of Christ make you one with him. And whatever Christ represents, may it begin to flow in your life right now in the name of Jesus. Number three, because we have to pray. Oh my goodness. A bond servant of Jesus Christ is one who is committed wholeheartedly to the will of God, not to his own will. Remember this servant was coming to the house to serve the will of the master. So a bond servant is committed to the will of God, to the will of Jesus Christ. You're not coming to fulfill your own will. You're not coming to fulfill your own agenda. You're coming into this relationship to fulfill the will of the Father. I don't know about you, but I've gotten to a place where I just want to do the will of God. Because I've realized it is the shortest route to prosperity. It is the shortest route to joy. It is the shortest route to increase. It is the shortest route to many things that we are looking for in our world today. Many of us, we are looking for many things. We are looking for money. We are looking for influence. We are looking for power. We want to prosper. We want to rise. We are looking for promotion. There are many things we are chasing for. We are looking for a man. We are looking for a woman. We are looking for one to marry us. We are looking for someone to be our wife. You are looking for someone to be a husband to you. You are looking for a job opportunity there are many things we are looking at but i've realized the shortest way of getting these things is to fulfill the will of the father the shortest way to prosperity the shortcut to greatness and influence is by doing the will of god because when you make god happy he will make you happy when you do the will of God, when you seek ye first the kingdom of God, his will, when you seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness, what's going to happen? All these things, power, fame, money, lands, houses, increase, prosperity, progress, all these things will be added to you. So a bond southern is bonded to the will of the father, and that is what he wants to do. This is what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. It talks about Jesus. And it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. May you have this mind. Which mind is this? The Bible takes time to explain. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant. Look at that word right there. The mind that Jesus wants us to have is the mind of a bond servant. And which is this mind? Is the mind of fulfilling the will of God. Jesus took on, took on the form of a bond servant. And coming in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. To the point of death, even the death of the cross. He took on the form of a bond servant to fulfill the will of the father. He didn't come to fulfill his own will. He didn't come to chase his agenda. He didn't come to look after his own agenda and will. He came to fulfill the will of God. Down there the Bible says, wherefore God has now exalted him god has exalted him god has given him a name that is above every name exaltation comes when you chase wholeheartedly and apprehend the will of god for your life You must ask yourself, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to accomplish? What do you want me to fulfill? And that is going to be my life's mission. That is what I will chase after. That is what I will give my life to. That is what I will invest my energies, my resources, my everything to, because I want to do your will. And every time you do the will of the Father, your desires will be met. Every time you fulfill the will of the Father, whatever you desire, God will grant it to you. Every time you pursue and The will of the Father over your life, all exaltation will come your way. Yes, very fast. You will not have to pray for money. You will not have to pray for power. You will not have to pray for influence. You will not have to pray for elevation. All these things will be added to you because you have found the will of the Father. Mm. A bond servant is committed wholeheartedly to the will of the Father. (coughs) I pray for you today. That you will seek after his will look at many of us the things that we are looking for we can't even find them It's because we are chasing the wrong things you're looking for money but you can't find it you're looking for power but you can't find it you're looking for influence but you can't find it you want to get married but it's not happening why because you're chasing after the wrong things turn your heart towards god begin to chase after his will become a bond servant That is how to fulfill the will of the Father. Go after God's will. Seek His will. Hallelujah. And His will is in His word. The word of God has outlined God's will concerning our lives. Begin to do what God wants you to do in His word. That is the will of God for you. He has told you everything that He wants you to do. Just do it. As you're doing that, you're fulfilling His will over your life. As you practice the word. As you abide by the word, as you believe and do the word, I am telling you, everything that you are chasing after, you're looking for promotion, progress, elevation, I don't know what, money, power, influence, husband, wife, whatever you're looking for, let me tell you, when you find the will of God, all these things will be added. All these things will be power to you. The Bible says, now God has exalted has exalted. When the will of God required Jesus to humble himself and become a bond servant, to come and die, when he did that, God exalted him and God give him, gave him a name that is above every name. Exaltation will only come when you become a bond servant who wholeheartedly fulfills the will of the Father over your life. It is time to go after God's will. It is time for us to pursue his will. It is time for us to fall in love with the will of God. And when we do so, I am telling you, everything you are looking for will be added unto you. Hallelujah. Number four, the last one, then we pray. Who is this bond servant of Jesus Christ? This is somebody that Christ owns. This is someone that has been owned by Jesus Christ. A bond servant was owned by his master. He was his property, literally. A bond servant could not consult his own preferences. He did not do his own things. He did not say, oh, today I feel like doing this. Today I feel like I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not going to work. Today I feel like I should not come and work. No, 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 no. He was actually owned by his the master. He didn't do what he liked or desired. He did what the master wanted. He went where the master wanted because he was the master's property. He was owned by the master. Paul and Timothy were God's property. I love that. Paul and Timothy were God's property. You and I must become God's property. Some of us, God has not really owned us properly. Yes. It's true. It's true. And you can tell, look at your choices. You know, some of us, there are areas you have not allowed God to own you. Yeah? You have given God this. You have given God this. But in this area, you're saying, oh, uh, this one uh-uh. this one I cannot give unto God. Many of us, we are like that. We have not allowed God to own us 100%. Some people here, you are hurt. God doesn't have it. He has your hand, but he doesn't have your heart. There are people here, God doesn't have your head. He doesn't have your mind. He has your feet, but he doesn't have your mind. There are people here, God doesn't have your eyes. Yeah, God doesn't have your ears because of what you're listening to, because of what you, you know, set your eyes on. You see, as a slave, a bond servant was owned by the master. Through and through, he owned everything that represented that servant. Paul was owned by God. Timothy was God's property. God was God's property, and we need to come to a place where I say, God, from today, I am your property. My mind is your property. My eyes are your property. My ears are your property. My tongue is your property. My mouth is your property. My hands are your property. My legs are your property. My entire body is your property. You own me a hundred percent. You own me. You own me a hundred percent, and I will not give you 90 percent. I'll not give you 50 percent. I'll not give you 20 percent. I will give you 100 percent. You own me through and through, from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. You own my soul. You own my spirit. You own my pocket. You own my money. You own my job. You own my family. You own everything I have and everything that I represent. But many of us, God doesn't even own your money. That's why when he asks you, okay, God, give me your time, you, you fight. It's a struggle because you think It's yours. You have not allowed God to own your finances. You have not allowed God to own your past. You have not allowed God to own, you know, your wallet. Paul says, oh, I am this bond servant of Jesus Christ. Timothy says, I am a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Jesus owns me. God owns me. I am God's property. Tonight, you must let God own you 100%. Romans chapter 6, verse 22. The Bible says, but now, having been set free from sin... And having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. This is a powerful verse. But now, now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, that means now God has owned you. This is what this verse is saying. After you have been set free from sin, after the sin or the yoke of sin has been broken off your life, God must own you. You must tell God, now I am your servant. I am your property. Do everything you want to do with me, Lord. I belong to you. I am God's property. And we must come to a place where we say, God, I am your property. Through and through, from the top of my head to the sole of my feet, I belong to you. I Let, let me become an instrument in your hand. Let me become a tool in your hand that you can use to fulfill your purpose. Because you own me. Does God own you? Does God own your money? Does God own your job? Does God own your family? Does God own your house? Does God own your car? Does God own you as an individual? That is a question. And many of us, if you are to look deep into your life, you will realize that there are areas you have allowed God to own, but there are areas you have protected. You have said, this one is mine. God, you cannot have this. This sky is mine. You cannot have it. This land is mine. You cannot have it. Oh, this money is mine. You cannot have my money, oh God. Oh, this life is mine. You cannot have it. Oh, this gift is mine. You cannot have it. We must allow God to own us 100% so that whatever he needs, he can have it. If he needs my car, he can have it. If he needs my life, he can have it. If he needs my money, he can have it. If he needs my house, he can have it. If he needs my job, he can have it. Whatever he needs, he can have it because he literally owns me. Does God own you? I want us to get into a place of prayer. The first prayer that we're going to pray is that you not be a seasonal servant. You will not, see, you will not serve God, you know, um, and then at some point you drop off. You'll be a permanent servant in the name of Jesus Christ. Wherever you are, lift up your voice right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. You'll be a permanent, permanent servant, permanent servant, permanent servant in the name of Jesus. Raise your voice right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Raise your voice wherever you are, in your house, in your living room, wherever you are, that you will not be a seasonal servant in God's vineyard in the name of Jesus. You'll be a permanent servant. You will serve God. Yes, regardless of the weather, regardless of the circumstances that you're faced with, regardless of where you are in life, regardless of your status, you will serve God in the name of Jesus. You are a born servant of Jesus Christ, and nothing will stop you from serving God. Raise your voice right now. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus, Father. We pray tonight that we shall be born servants like Paul and Timothy. In the name of Jesus, we pray today we shall be faithful born servants who will serve you, O God. Not when, not only when things are good, but even when things are bad. In the name of Jesus, our service to you, O God, is non-negotiable. Our service to you will not depend on the weather will not depend on circumstances in the name of jesus i pray that we shall be permanent servants in your house we shall be found faithful we shall be available we shall serve at all times regardless of what we are going through and regardless of what we are facing in the name of jesus i pray that nothing will stop us from serving you I pray that no one will hinder us from serving you. No wound, no hurt will take us away from the place of service. In the name of Jesus, we shall be permanent servants. In the house of God, we shall be permanent servants. In the house of God, in the church, in the name of Jesus. I pray even for those who have dropped off. Today, Lord, I pray that may they come back. I pray that may they come back to the place of service. I pray that may you draw them by their spirit come back to a place of service and begin to serve you in the name of Jesus those who have given up those who had given up because of wounds, those who had given up because of hearts, those who had given up because of challenges here and there. I pray that may you draw them by your spirit right now, that they may come back to the place of service in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, we shall be permanent servants, permanent preachers, permanent leaders, permanent singers, permanent ushers, permanent teachers in the name of Jesus, in the house of God, and nothing will take us away. We'll be right right back nothing will take us away from that place of service in the name of Jesus. Nothing will take us away from that place of service in Jesus' name. Lift up your voice and pray right now that nothing will take you away. You will not be a seasonal servant. You will not be a seasonal leader. You'll not be a seasonal preacher. You'll not be a seasonal pastor in the name of Jesus that you will serve God wholeheartedly. You will serve God with all your heart, you will serve God with all your mind. You will serve God with your resources in good times, in good times and in bad times, in the name of Jesus. And nothing will take you away from the place of service. Discouragement will not take you away from the place of service. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus, lack of money will not take you away from the place of service. In the name of Jesus, Oh yes, lack of a spouse will not take you away from the place of service in the name of Jesus. Lack of opportunities will not take you away from the place of service in the name of Jesus. You will serve, you will serve, you will serve. You will serve without getting tired. You will serve without giving up, in the name of Jesus. You will serve without letting go of your position in the name of Jesus. You will serve when you feel like and when you don't feel like. You are a born servant of Jesus Christ. You are a born servant oh yes, in the kingdom of God and nothing will take you away from that position. Nothing will take you away from that place in the name of Jesus. No one will take you away from that place. Heartbreak will not take you away from that place. Disappointment and cutbacks will not take you away from that place. Stagnation and fear will not take you away from that place. In the name of Jesus, any form of inadequacy will not take you away from that place. In the name of Jesus, you will serve through and through. You will serve at all times. In the name of Jesus, I I pray for you today that you will be a permanent servant. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy over your life today. You'll be a permanent servant in God's vineyard in the name of Jesus. You'll be a permanent servant in the church in the name of Jesus. You'll be found serving. You'll You'll be found ministering in the name of Jesus, in the house of God, and no one or nothing will pluck you from that position in Jesus' name. I pray for anyone here whose hands are becoming feeble. I pray for anyone here whose feet are growing weary and you feel like quitting. I pray for new energy. I pray for power. I pray for strength upon your life today in the name of Jesus. Anyone here who has... uh, face discouragement at the place of service and you feel like giving up, I pray for encouragement tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray for supernatural strength to come upon you right now, to strengthen you, that you may serve in the name of Jesus, that you may continue serving in the name of Jesus. Receive supernatural strength. Receive encouragement in the name of Jesus. Receive, Receive a new wind, a new wind of strength flowing across your face right now to strengthen you, that you may continue serving in the name of Jesus. I decree that you will not give up. I, th- I decree that you will not throw in the towel in any way in the name of Jesus. I decree that you will not succumb to discouragement in any way in the name of Jesus. I decree that you will rise. I decree that you will become strong, strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. No amount of discouragement will dampen your passion for serving In the name of Jesus, nothing will take you away from your place of calling and function. In the name of Jesus, you will remain at the place of service. You will remain in your working station, serving God in good times and in bad times. In the name of Jesus, you will remain at your working station, serving God, regardless of your status, regardless of what you're going through. In the name of Jesus, you will remain at your place of service. This serving God, even when everybody else drops off. In the name of Jesus, you will continue. You will serve in good times and you will serve in bad times. You will serve while you're bleeding. You will serve when you are happy. You will serve when there is money in your pocket. And you will serve when there is no money in your pocket. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, oh God, we shall be born servant. We shall be born servants in the name of Jesus. The next prayer point that I want us to pray about right now I want you to pray that you be yoked to Christ today in the name of Jesus. I want you to demolish every yoke, every yoke. Hallelujah. This is a very powerful prayer that you're going to pray. I want you to demolish every yoke. You know yourself. You know the yokes that are impeding your relationship with Jesus Christ. You know the yokes that are slowing you down. You know the yokes that have become a weight in your life. I want you to shatter those yokes. I want you to break those yokes right now in the name of Jesus. You know the yokes that are keeping you from following God. From serving God, from being hot in the spirit. You know the yokes that are keeping you from spirit, being a spiritual believer. You know the yokes that are keeping you from immersing yourself totally in salvation. Break those yokes right now in the name of Jesus. Raise your voice right now and begin to pray. Everybody, come on, don't be quiet in your living room, in your house, wherever you are. Break the yokes. Break the yokes, break the yokes right now in the name of Jesus. Break those yokes right now in Jesus' name. Whichever yoke you can see in your life right now that has become a stumbling block, hindering you from serving God, hindering you from drawing close to God, hindering you from becoming one with Jesus Christ. I want you to break that yoke right now in the name of Jesus. The yoke of fear, the yoke of perversion, the yoke of sin, the yoke of poverty, the yoke of weaknesses and Flows. I want you to break that yoke right now in the name of Jesus. Break it, break it, break it. Break it, break it, break it. Every yoke that is hindering your people from moving closer to Jesus, we break it right now in the name of Jesus. Every yoke that is hindering you from praying and spending time in the presence of God, we break it right now in the name of Jesus. Every yoke that is keeping you away from the church, we break it right now in the name of Jesus. Yokes of drunkenness, yokes of drug addiction, yokes of perversion, yokes of sexual addiction, we break them right now in the name of Jesus. Yokes of witchcraft, we break them right now in the name of Jesus. Every yoke that dampens your spirit, that you cannot pray, you cannot study the word of God, that you cannot even fast, we break those yokes right now in the name of Jesus. I need to hear you in the spirit right now. Raise your voice and break these yokes in the name of Jesus. Everybody, open your mouth. Don't whisper your prayer open your mouth and pray in your house, in your living room, in your office wherever you were. I don't know where you are oh but God can still hear you right where you are please raise your voice and break them yokes right now in the name of Jesus. Every yoke every yoke impeding my speed, my spiritual speed I break it in the name of Jesus. Every yoke that stops me from going from going higher in spirit I break it in the name of Jesus. Every yoke that hinders my oneness with Jesus Christ I break it right now in the name of Jesus. Every yoke that has become a temptation that pulls you you away from God, that pulls you away from Jesus, that pulls you away from the will of God. We break it right now in the name of Jesus. We break it right now in the name of Jesus. That yoke will not flourish. That yoke will not com- continue operating in your life in the name of Jesus that yoke will not impede your growth that yoke will not impede your progress spiritually in the name of Jesus I decree that you're being yoked with Jesus Christ I decree that we shall become one with Jesus Christ we shall be bonded and we shall be connected to Jesus Christ we shall be glued to Jesus Christ we shall become one with Jesus Christ we shall talk like him we shall pray like him we shall dress like him we shall Preach like him, we shall have the wisdom that he has in the name of Jesus. We shall operate in the level of power that he operated in in the name of Jesus. We shall be custodians of the wisdom that he carried and dispensed in his generation while he was here on earth in the name of Jesus. We shall do the mighty works that he performed while he was here on earth in the name of Jesus. May we be one with Jesus. May you be one with Jesus. May you be connected with Jesus. May you be close to Jesus. Jesus. Oh, may people look at you and may they see Jesus. May they see his power flowing through you. May they see his glory flowing through you. May they see his anointing flowing through you. May they see his wisdom flowing through you in the name of Jesus. Oh, Yes, every yoke that keeps you away from Christ, we break it right now. We shatter it right now in the name of Jesus. Every yoke that has disconnected you from Jesus Christ, I destroy it right now in the name of Jesus. Every yoke that has kept you from church, that has kept you from Bible study, that has kept you from worship, that has kept you from CMGs, that has kept you from serving God, I break it right now in the name of Jesus. I shatter. I pulverize every yoke around your life that has kept you from the will of God. I pulverize it right now in the name of Jesus. I proclaim the yoke of Christ. Take upon the yoke of Christ upon you. Take the yoke of Christ upon you right now in the name of Jesus. Find rest find rest find rest find rest find rest there's someone here who don't, who doesn't have rest in your spirit you are struggling there's a lot of turmoil the spirit of God is telling me right now as you pray right now rest is coming in your life in the name of Jesus there's someone here you've been struggling you've been fighting things have been tight things have been difficult in your life oh yes I give you a prophetic word right now God says that as you pray and as you plug into this prayer that there is rest that is coming your way. Rest is coming in your soul. Rest is coming in your spirit. In the name of Jesus, God is ushering you into a season of rest. As you take on the yoke of Jesus Christ, He is ushering you into a season of rest. The things you used to struggle with, you will not struggle with them no more. In the name of Jesus, the places that you used to struggle, you're going to experience ease in Jesus' name. The areas that things were tight and difficult. Oh, yes, rest is coming in those areas in your life. In the name of Jesus, God is speaking to somebody here right now. Receive rest. The year 2024, you're going to experience rest in difficult places in your life. You're going to experience rest in difficult areas in your life. In the name of Jesus, receive that prophetic word right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the yoke of Jesus. We yoke ourselves with the yoke of Jesus. Oh, yes, we accept the invitation in Matthew chapter 11 to take upon us the yoke of Jesus Christ and find rest from all our frustrations and our struggles in the name of Jesus. My goodness, we are still praying. Are you still praying? Are you here with me? The next prayer point that we're going to pray in the name of Jesus, we're going to pray that we shall be committed as a bond servant, you shall be committed to the we are of God the will of God the will of God you're going to commit yourself wholeheartedly to the will of Jesus Christ we are going to fulfill God's will upon our lives in the name of Jesus right about now raise your voice and begin to pray oh God is your will we want is your will that we desire is your will that we want to chase after it is your will that we want to go after it is your will that we want to see in operation in our lives not our agenda not our will, not our desires but it is your will, Jehovah God. I pray that each and every one of us that we shall be addicted to your will. We shall pursue your will. As we study the word, whatever your word tells us to do, we will know that that is the will of God concerning our lives. And we shall pursue that will to a logical conclusion in the name of Jesus. Father, we shall not allow anything to take us away from your will. We shall not allow our own appetites and desires to disconnect us from your will in the name of Jesus. We shall not allow any experience. We shall not allow any man. We shall not allow any woman to take us away from your will in the name of Jesus. Your will will be our desire. We shall say like Jesus that our meat, our food, our desire is to do the will of him who sent us and to finish the work. Father, that will be our mantra. That will be our slogan. That will be our vision. That will be our mission. That will be our purpose to do your will and to fulfill your will here on earth in the name of Jesus. I pray, Jehovah God, that nothing will derail us. I pray, Jehovah God, that nothing will take us away from this pursuit. In the name of Jesus, I pray, O God, that nothing will disconnect us from your will. I pray, O God, that we shall not be dull of your will. I pray, O God, that our eyes will see, our ears will comprehend, our spirits will know, will have a witness that your will, uh, what what your will is for our lives, and that is what we shall pursue. Diligently, with all our hearts, with all our minds, with everything that is within us, in the name of Jesus, that is what we'll chase after. That is what we will go after. That is what we shall pursue with everything that we've got. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Jehovah God, that Your will will be so clear in our lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you today. I feel like the Spirit of God is impressing this upon my heart. I pray for you today that you will know the will of God. You will understand the will of God every time you read the Bible, you will see the will of God concerning your lives. Your life. Every time you hear a message, you will see the will of God concerning your life. And you will not be disobedient to the will of God over your life. You will not reject the will of God. You will not be rebellious to the will of God. You will not resist the will of God over your life in the name of Jesus. You will follow God's will. You will abide by God's will. You will be obedient to God's will. You will be submissive to God's will. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Because you are a born servant of Jesus Christ. As you become a bond servant, you will fall in love with his will and it is his will that you will live for. It is his will that you will pursue. It is his will that you will chase after in the name of Jesus. I pray, O Jehovah God, that we shall not be followers of any other will, but followers of the will of God. We shall be determined to follow after God's will. We shall be determined to fulfill God's will. We shall be determined, O God, to finance the will of God. We shall be determined to use our gifts, our time, our talents, our abilities, our resources to fulfill God's will in the name of Jesus. Strengthen us, O oh God. Strengthen us, O oh God. Strengthen us, O oh God, to fulfill God's will over our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I bless your name and I glorify your name. The last prayer that I want you to pray, I want you to pray that you, you are God's property. I want you to release yourself to God. I want you to surrender yourself to God wholeheartedly and tell God, I am your property. I want you to release yourself 100% and tell God, have your way, have your way. You can have my money, you can have my house, you can have my family, you can have everything that I, I possess, everything that I own, it belongs to you. You can have me in the name of Jesus. If there are areas in your life that you know very well that you have not yielded to Christ, I want you to yield them to God right now. In the name of Jesus. And you know yourself. You know yourself very well. You know yourself. If it is money that you have not yielded to God, yield it to God. If it is your gift that you have not yielded to God, yield it to God right now. In the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that you have not yielded to God, Right now I want to challenge you to yield it to God. In the name of Jesus. There are areas in our lives that we have not yielded to God. Yes, we have to yield those areas to God right now in the name of Jesus. Not 20%, not 30%, not 40%, not 50%, not even 90%, not even 99%, but 100% yielded to God right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, I yield myself to you. I surrender to you. I give you my all. I give you my life. I give you my body. I give you my soul. I give you my spirit. Have your way in every faculty of my life. Have your way in every area of my life i belong to you you own me yes lord you own me you own me jesus you own me every area in my life that i've hold on to i release it to you right now in the name of jesus release that area to god right now whatever it is that you're holding on whatever it is that you're fighting to have and to control i want you to release it to god right now become god's property let him own you let him own you through and through from the top of your head to the sole of your feet Tell Him, you can have your way in me, Lord. I belong to you. My mind belongs to you. My hands belong to you. My feet belong to you. My heart belongs to you. My soul belongs to you. My gifts, my talents, they belong to you. My resources, they belong to you. My money's belong to you. My house belongs to you. My family belongs to you. My car belongs to you. My land belongs to you. Oh, God, I am your property. I yield myself to you. I surrender myself to you. You can have your way in me. Move 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 through my life through move through every part of my being you can have me lord i belong to you in jesus name and we all shout a big amen amen hallelujah glory to god wow i want you to continue praying i want you to continue declaring that you are a born servant of jesus christ you are a permanent worker oh yes You have been yoked with jesus christ oh yes you are a pursuer of god's will and you pursue god's will wholeheartedly and god owns you you are literally god's property he owns you every part of your being you belong to him and anything he wants you can have it because you are his property amen wow I'm out of time, but I'm not out of prayer. I want to encourage you to continue praying. Today, we've given you so many prayer points, and I want you to continue praying. Before you sleep, pray and declare what we have studied so far from the book of Philippians chapter 1. Remember, we are praying the book of Philippians chapter 1. And already you are on verse 1 and 2, and we have learned a lot. I want you to continue praying. You are a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Don't behave like a hireling. You are a bond servant of Jesus says, "Like Paul and Timothy, you belong to God. Your body belongs to God. Your life belongs to God. Your gifts, your resources, your talent belongs to God. Your everything belongs to God. You are God's property." In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Doctor Dazetachero on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.